0: Even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf when the wolf's bang blooms and the autumn moon is bright. Hey, what's going on everybody? Welcome to Lord of the Darkness Podcast. I am your host, Devil Man twenty two, and I shall be with you until the very end. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. But uh yeah, well, we got a um interesting movie i want to talk about today and uh it is the universals classic monster movies one d monster movies that without it we wouldn't have the likes of certain horror icons uh in the current time and that is lon chanley jr starring in the wolfman 1941 now i bet you're wondering why am I talking about this movie or why did I go back and watch this? Uh, Number one, it's a classic. Number two, it's Lon Channery Jr. And number three, what type of question is that? (laughs) But anyway, no, but really, uh, me and my daughter were sitting down uh, last night and we were watching Alvin and Chipmunks meet the Wolfman. And I was like, hmm, you know, I own the actual Wolfman movie. I'm going to go back and watch it again because I really enjoyed it and uh they have a <clears throat> they put out a still book collectible i think this was last year they had still books all the universal monster movies and i was only able to snag the mummy i think i got dracula frankenstein the wolf man the only one i wasn't able to get my hands on was oh no i got the invisible man as well i was not able to get my hands on the creature from the black lagoon i don't think the creature of the black lagoon had one but anywho, uh, for those who are new to the Universal Monsters, especially a new generation, uh, The Wolfman is a 1941 American horror film written by Kurt Slotmach and produced by and directed by George Wanger. The, uh, the film starred Lon Chaney Jr. and George Wanger. oh, I'm sorry, I read that, uh, that's the title role, Claude Rains, Warren Williams, Ralph Balmy, Patrick Knowles, Bell the the legendary Bella Lugosi. I mean, Bela um Count Dracula himself, you know, was in this film, not the actual Dracula, but you, you guys know what I'm trying to say. <clears throat> now, before this, actually, it's a little interesting. The film is the second Universal Pictures werewolf film, preceded six years earlier by less uh, the less commercially successful. Uh, uh werewolf of london 1935 the film is a part of the universal monster movies and a great cinematic acclaim for its production i have to check that out now because i actually did not know about this so i don't really know everything as i think i do <laughs> but uh yeah so basically the uh plot of this larry talbot uh who's played by lon Chaney jr returns to his ancestral home in wales to bury his recently deceased brother and reconcile with his estranged father uh, Sir John Talbot, played by Clark Rains, while, there, uh, while Larry falls in love with a local girl named Gwen Con- Conliffy, whatever played by Evelyn Anchors, who runs an antique shop. As an excuse to talk to her, he purchases a walking cane decorated with a silver wolf head. Gwen tells him it represents the werewolf, which she defines uh, as a man who changes into a wolf at a certain times of the year. Villages, the, various of villagers recite a poem. Whenever the subject of werewolves come up, which I said at the beginning of the, at the recording, even a man who is pure at heart and says his prayers by night may become a wolf. When the wolfbane blooms and the autumn moon is bright. But anyway, I'm going to explain the rest of it um, from here. So basically, uh, Larry, you know, like they said, falls in love with, you know, Gwen, I believe that's her name. And uh, they go to this carnival. There's like this carnival in town, Uh, and they, you know, go to get their fortune read by the gypsy, I believe. Um, Let's see. Uh, I can't think of his name. Hold on. Uh, Okay, yeah. Anyway, they go see. uh, I can't think of Bella. Go see character name, but I know he played a for- the fortune teller on this. Uh they go out there to get their fortune told. Uh they let her friend go first. Uh we come to find out that Bella Lugosi's character is a werewolf himself because according to legend, if they see the pentagram in another human's um hand, that means they're the next victim. That means that yeah, that they're the next victim they're dead. So uh, he starts to get stressed out, uh, she brings in the wolf bang because of, remember the, when the wolf bang blooms, uh, they pick up uh, the wolf bane is blooming and the autumn moon is out. So, yeah, you know, some serious shit's about to go down. Uh, one thing I want to point out is throughout the movie when they're going back and forth in the marsh, it just, you know, seeing it from perspective. um of a modern-day Universal Monster fan and just a lover of all things horror, you know, especially set pieces and everything, It, you know, the marsh looked amazing, you know, with the trees and just, like, the fog, the way it settles in, and the black and the black and white it was in really contrasts that so amazingly. And uh, everything. I can't see this movie being in color, only black and white, <laughs> you know, which I wouldn't be surprised they actually did go back and make it colored. And uh, everything, but yeah. So they go through, you know. Yeah, we we see the marsh and everything. Uh, Larry, you know, and Gwen hear a scream. They and he hears uh, Gwen's friends being being attacked, and it's a wolf. And he's fighting this wolf, and this wolf looks vicious as hell. You know, he's I'm assuming he's like an all black wolf. Uh, Larry ends up killing them. Uh, he ends up getting injured in the process, getting bit, I believe, on the chest. Uh, so, they carry him home. The gypsy lady helps him. Gets him home. Uh, he wakes up. The police question was just like, oh, hey, yeah. you know we found your cane next to, you know, the fortune teller's body. Played by Lakosi. Uh <clears throat> Yeah, so, and the friend was murdered. Her throat got slashed up by the wolf. And, uh yeah, so they believe he's a murderer, he was like, no, he said, there was a wolf I killed there, uh, yeah, so they're, they're, they're not saying it, but they really don't buy that, <laughs> they really don't buy that shit, so, uh, yeah, you got bit by the wolf, you show him, you try to show him, that like, yeah, I got bit, but there's nothing there, it's like, yeah, he, he like a healing factor like Wolverine does, <laughs> almost, so, yeah, so, he. Turns into the werewolf. He goes around creating all um, types of havoc and everything. And the one thing I say I like about Lon Chanley Jr. in this film, man, he with his character uh his character Larry, uh when he progressively starts to become paranoid and, you know, on edge, you know, he just really captured that perfectly and whatnot. So <clears throat> it, it it was this film is, you know, just really timeless. It 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 doesn't get old. You know, man. And uh I'm not gonna tell you about the ending. You know, I, I have a good feeling that you guys know what happens at the end, but I'm I'm not gonna say anything about it, I promise, you know, not spoil the end. But um uh, if you if you're an older horror fan and you've seen it, you know. <laughs> I don't I don't have to, you know, repeat it to you guys. But yeah. So, yeah, oh, you get a chance to check it out. Uh, you can go to Walmart and actually find, like, a Universal Monster Collection for, like, $19, 20 Maybe, like, 30 I could be wrong. I'm just guessing. But they got them out there, and they and Wolfman is one of them in there. So, you know, I highly recommend check it out, you know. But uh, as far as my rating on this, this film goes, I give it, like, a strong six, you know. As I was saying before, real timeless, great monster movie, you know. Check it out, The Wolfman. Now, the next film, Universal Monster Movie, I'm going to be talking about is by far one of my favorites. And I'm going to admittedly say I didn't start watching this movie until last year. Uh, but the movie is real genius. And it is the... I guess you you couldn't really call him a monster, but in... I don't know. But uh, the movie is the 1933... The Invisible Man. It is an American science fiction slash horror film uh directed by James Wells, which I believe is the same guy who directed The Wolfman, based on HB H. G. Wells 1897, The Invisible Man, and produced by Universal Pictures. Um stars Claude Rains, same guy from the Wolfman, um Gloria Stark, uh William H- Hart the film evolves. Uh, Dr. Jake Griffin rains, who is covered in bandages, has his eyes obscured by dark glasses in the result of a secret experiment that makes him invisible, taking lodging in a village, uh, lipping, never leaving the quarters, and strange, <clears throat> stranger demands uh, that the staff leave him completely alone until he landedly discovers he is invisible. Griffin ret- returns to the laboratory to his mentor, Dr. Craney, Henry Travers, where he reveals the secret to Dr. Kemp, wh- who was played by William Harden and former fiance, Flora Cl- Clarny, played by Gloria Straub, who soon learned Griffin's discovery drives him insane, leading him to prove superiority um, over other people by performing harmless pranks, first eventually turning into murder. Uh one thing I have to say about the Invisible Man. Uh, okay, well, okay. So I'm gonna tell you how had the movie starts out. He and well, no, I already talked about it at the beginning. I practically, you know, read it. But um, this movie is entertaining slash funny as hell at the same time, and I'm going to explain <laughs> to, to you uh, the one <clears throat> the one part. They had, uh, when he was in that village of Lipping, Lipping, Lipping in Sussex, uh, they had, he he was staying in his pubs. Back in those days, they had like when you could stay in these pubs and they were like, you know, well, there are pubs slash like hotels in a way. You can rent a room and whatnot. And he's looking for ways to reverse this experiment that he's done on himself you know, I guess to turn back non-invisible or whatnot, so they get tired of him with his, you know, attitude and whatnot, and the owners I mean, the husband comes up there, tries to kick him out that doesn't work out too well he, uh, he says, let that go you fool, and uh <clears throat> he throws him downstairs, his wife starts to get hysterical, you know she just like ah! doesn't know that that, that shit was annoying. Yeah, you have to literally put over like five or six minutes of that in that film. <laughs> Even one part of the husband goes like, will you shut up? And uh, whatnot. So, the police go in there, they corner him. They send people in there to corner them too. Or, you know, it's like, he like, alright, I told you to leave me alone. He takes off the bandages and everything. He's practically running around in the nude. Uh, He's invisible, so. And everything, like I say, like I was reading the description, he uh he goes on this whole you know rampage of you know just like funny ass pranks. Like there was one part he stole somebody's bicycle. It was just hilarious. I you know I'm intrigued on how they did those effects back then during that time during 1933. Um, it was one part he went to a bank where he was throwing money out. I thought that was real funny. Uh, so he eventually goes back to his, you know, home where he meets up with his sub uh, assistant. <clears throat> and this assistant is just like freaking terrified of his ass. He was just like, you know, yeah, he was just like, mm. I, I think I'll be scared too. If there was somebody who's invisible who can sneak up on me at any time. You know, just possibly murder me or what, what the hell not. So. <clears throat> You know, he tells, okay, you need to help me with this. They go back to that that place you were staying at before and gets his, you know, books and uh, everything. But before he goes, he scares the hell out of everybody. He kills a police chief because he doesn't believe what, you know, everybody is saying. You expect me to believe there's an invisible man walking around here just, you know, just causing all types of chaos. Ah, boy, was he wrong. <laughs> was he wrong about that? uh He ends up getting killed. I think he is. Like, it's a chair thrown on his face or something like that. It was some inanimate object that killed him. Um so yeah, they get back to the home. Uh his um assistant is real afraid. Of course, with all the Universal Monster movies, there's always a love interest in these films. And uh, you know, he secretly calls the other professor. Uh, which, you know, the Invisible Man doesn't really like too much. You know, I think at one point he's just like, yeah, your dad has a brain of, you know, maggots. He, he's not on my level. He was saying, he's not on my level. He can't fuck with me. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so, he ends up, uh, dude gets so scared, he calls police, the police around the house. Uh, yeah, and he strips off his clothes again, goes invisible. He's just like, he opens the window. He's like, "Oh, he thinks he's safe." No, dude, creeps up behind him. And he's just like, "Ah, thank you, um, for being a loyal friend." This is one of my favorite parts of this film. He goes like, "Yeah." He's like, "I thank you for being a good friend." He's like, "I just want to let you know, at the stroke of ten, at tomorrow night, I'm gonna kill you. I will kill you. If you hide in the highest places." So, yeah, they they plan to set him up and try to catch him. So they had this. He, you know, he takes on the police. You know, he's just whipping their asses, you know, pulling their pants down, tripping them up, and uh, shit like that. It, it, it's it's hilarious, but it's, it's, it's such a great movie. But, um, so we get to the one part when they're setting up traps to, you know, catch the Invisible Man. And, um, you know... You know they had to get his friend out of there because he, he told the police he's gonna come back and kill him. so they dressed him up as a police officer. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> you know, he drives out of town as far as he can. Little does he know homeboys in, <laughs> in the car, he was just like, Hey, so uh, he um uh, he flips the car over, kills him. And dude's practically indestructible throughout the whole film. I think there was even one part when he caused a crane, train crash. He was just a madman, but you know, you you have to love it. Got to love it, man. It you know, great film. No, I'm saying that a lot, but it, it really is. But that's the cinematography, the effects with you know the Invisible Man. There's some parts that he still has clothes on. they're just like kind of floating that was real awesome um dialogue was awesome just like i said it's like a a mix of the humor and seriousness at the same time the science fiction the horror element and all that just really merged together as like one great sandwich and whatnot and you know it's, it's a film that really can you know you can really appreciate appreciate it for that and everything So, um, I said about the Wolfman. uh, You can probably find it on that collection at at Walmart, the Universal Monsters, or you can probably find it online Um, and whatnot. And check out the other Invisible Man movies. There was one I think came out in the early 2000s called Hollow Man. I remember that when it first came out. And of course, Blumhouse released their own version of, uh, of the Invisible Man. But in my opinion, the 1933 Invisible Man is like hands down the greatest ever you know nothing can ever top it nothing ever top it uh but that's all i have for this episode of lord of darkness podcast i will see you guys in the crypts next episode <laughs> peace out guys